Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the number one Prey podcast. Yeah, we can. Pretty sure if you search Prey, we're number one. I haven't tried it yet. Really? No, I have no idea. Okay. It's actually impossible because we're recording it now. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. Um, Fake news, perhaps, some might say. Mm -hmm. Andy's still not here, but he'll be back soon. So those of you Heath bar lovers out there, and there are way more of you than I thought. Team Heath, rise up. Don't worry. Andy is still a member of this company. He will be back very soon. The Archbishop of Heath. Mm -hmm. In fact, founding member. (laughs) He was one of the first three. Yeah, he was the first one who looked into a bowl and said, ooh, Heath. (laughs) (laughs) On earth, ever. (laughs) By the way, those of you that are writing in and saying that Heath Bar blizzards from Dairy Queen are fire, that does not count. That's a cup full of delicious fucking ice cream and Heath Bars. (laughs) We're talking about candy bars that you eat naked, just the candy bar. Yeah, I'll enjoy a, a, a blizzard with Heath on it. You know mm-hmm. why? Because blizzards are great. I like toffee and chocolate. Yeah. I do. I do. I used to work at a candy store and I would always take home the toffeeettes that we sold. You've had a lot of jobs, man. You're a man of many hats, Steve. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been around. Wait, is the candy store the concession stand in the movie theater? Because that doesn't no, count. No, no, the candy store was legit a candy store. I worked for the company. Do you remember, uh, uh, what was it, I Love Lucy, the, the famous chocolate scene no from i love lucy no well i worked for the company that they filmed the only thing i remember about i love lucy is lucy c's candy you got some splaining to do Mm -hmm. right that's what she that's what he said i actually no i didn't watch much of the show that's what ricky said uh nick at night i would see it sometimes just like oh this is on this is bullshit but i want to stay up how upsetting was it when you saw the nick at night transition from nickelodeon to nick at night when you're a kid like oh fuck yeah so upsetting dude come on i guess i'm watching this because I'm not allowed to watch South Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used to work at Seeds Candy and it was kind of uh, degrading. <laughs> kind of degrading. Yeah, they would make it was one of those places that their heritage or like the the ancestral history of the store was very important to them. So we all had to dress up like we were 1950s soda counter salesmen where we had like the buttoned up shirt. Oh, and like the little little hat, the little hats. And I ha- I couldn't have a beard like I had to be clean shaven the entire time. Yeah, I I'm not there. working there, man. Which, listeners, if you know me, I, I have a beard and I do not shave my beard because I look like a 10-year-old without it. And so just imagine a 10-year-old me like in a little white dress. You're like, would you like to try this toffeeette? That was me. Is a toffeeette a type of candy? It is. I bet Andy would love a toffeeette. You know, toffeeettes are fire. So Okay. So yeah. good on you, Andy. Yeah. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about Prey, the newest film, the Predator prequel, if you will, that dropped on Hulu last Friday. You just listened to our uh, original Predator from 1987 coverage, hopefully on Monday. Uh, And this is, I think, if you count the Alien versus Predator films, the seventh installment in the Predator universe, correct? Let's break it down. There's Predator, Mm -hmm. Predator 2, Mm -hmm. Predators. Yes. 2010. The Predator. 2018. Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator 2, so this would be the eighth film. Or no, seventh. You're right, yeah. seventh. I can't count. Yeah. I Counting even, is hard. I even had my fingers. You had your whole fingers I and everything. my fingers like, it's eight. <laughs> <laughs> he lifted up seven and went eight. <laughs> We're not paid to do math here on streaming things. Damn it. We just watch stuff. 
and, and pay to lead, not to read. So we'll do a spoiler free section just for a few minutes and talk about the overall thoughts and impressions that we had on Prey. Uh, and then we'll do a, a, as much of a breakdown as we can. As I mentioned on Monday, I've been watching movies mostly uh, while swaddling and holding my newborn baby. And so I don't, I don't take the notes that I used to. Uh, I did watch Prey twice. And the reason is, A, I loved it. Spoiler alert for later. And B, there's two versions available. I'm sure you're aware of this, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a second version. Oh, did you watch the dub? I d- yeah, dubbed in Comanche. I did. Nice. Uh, which is awesome. And so I highly recommend that you guys do that. They're both on Hulu. Um, you can email the show at any time right off the top. We'll just say this at streamingthingspod at gmail.com, streamingthingspod at gmail.com. We love hearing from our listeners. We do plan on eventually answering all of those emails, any of that we don't uh, use on the show. Um, and you can also join our Patreon at patreon.com slash streaming things and subscribe at a variety of tiers and get different rewards and different access to more content. Or if you just want to support the show, that'd be wonderful. Uh, we've also got new tiers coming out soon with different kind of, you know, as I mentioned for weeks now where video content is planned and actually Steve's building the studio in his, uh, in his workspace. We also have uh, a discord coming down the pipeline and then some other fun stuff that we think we're going to do. We just don't know how to work it yet. We want to honor all the patrons that have been here. You know, the grass, the grassroots movement, uh, those people we want to honor, uh, people that have taken the bus every day to listen to streaming things. Let me tell you this. These are really hardworking, incredible people. They deserve our respect, our admiration, and they deserve the world. That's what I'm saying. I yield my time. No, Bernie, keep going, Bernie. You know, what else? Do you have anything else I you want to no, say? I, I actually have to yield my time to get the bus. I want to go home. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm so going to go home, make a sandwich and some soup, and I'm going to call it a day. I actually, off the cuff, I do want to read a couple of emails and they're a little longer, but I, I was touched by them and I want to share them if that's okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> like he looked at me like I was going to be the boss, man. I was going to slam that down like, no, well, no fan interaction at all. Well, we, you know, we didn't <laughs> discover this, but two in particular, we got a ton of good movie, uh, good emails, but there's two in particular that I really want to read. Um, if that's all right with you guys, I hope you guys dig listening to it. But the first one comes in from anonymous because uh, this person does not want to share their name and said, uh, Andy, Stephen, Chris, what's up, my dudes? I was going to write, I was going to write y'all an email regarding your Lord of the Rings coverage leading up to rings of power. But honestly, I have so many things to say at a macro level that I decided to just write a separate, more general email. First off, thank you guys for everything you do. I know you all have daytime jobs and families. So potting super late at night can be a real slog some days. I imagine I'm 34. So right around the age you guys are. And it just seems like every episode I listen to, it feels more and more like I'm in the room with you guys listening to y'all bullshit over a few beers about a movie or show y'all just watched i'm all uh i'm always making deep cut movie and tv references to my friends and family in real life and a lot of times they don't understand what movie or show i'm referencing i listen to you guys and think these dudes get it i'm a male you know (laughs) i'm a mailman with a walking route hence why i don't want you to use my name and usually i listen to sports podcasts to get me through the day slanging mail like a madman but i recently but recently i decided to look for podcasts covering stranger things i always found myself looking at articles after the episodes trying to find out what i miss in each episode and then i realized holy shit there's probably plenty of pods out there that do deep dives i love that shit i love easter egos and all the other hidden cameos (laughs) and meanings in the shows and movies that may not have been any actual use in my professional or personal life but knowing this stuff still makes me happy and happiness is important i found you guys just by searching stranger things on google Podcasts. that's why ratings and reviews are important folks Mm -hmm. and i have been laughing my ass off ever since 
Then I started listening to your other episodes. Crossing streams is great because a lot of times I have a hard time finding something to watch and listening to you guys hype up whatever you recently watched motivates me to check out whatever that was, engage my interest and my wife's. I watched The Witch recently as a result of listening to Crossing Streams, and that was a fantastic film. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, though. That movie had me (laughs) shook even a day or two after. I also watched The Black Phone, which was also good, but seemed like light work after watching The Witch. I laughed obnoxiously loud today as a result of one of you impersonating Patrick Stewart saying, nobody puts baby in a corner. I don't remember doing that. That was almost (laughs) certainly Steve. 99% chance. Make it so. (laughs) I was lucky enough this week to listen to y'all's coverage of Lord of the Rings. This brought back much nostalgia, and I'm sure I will burn many hours of free time binging all the extended cuts on my days off. These episodes were absolutely hilarious. I totally forgot how many references there are to smoking weed in Lord of the Rings. I kept waiting to see if Argyle would make an appearance in the episode uh-huh. but then i remembered that there were likely recorded way before stranger things yeah, season four. a year ago almost when we recorded those yeah i don't know man <laughs> what are these rings what if sauron's a little girl man <laughs> maybe argyle will show up in a rings of power episode if they're still smoking old toby around the clock almost certainly oh yeah one can only hope I wasn't a huge fan of Dune, mainly because, as y'all said, it's half a movie and we only saw Zendaya for like 15 minutes or the Batman so long. But your reviews made me think, man, I should try watching those again after listening to the pod and see if I can appreciate it more. I probably would if I'm being honest. So those are definitely on the rewatch list. So many things to mention. The childhood movies episode was great because it brought back so many memories of growing up. But any hoozle, I don't want to talk your guys' ear off. I'm going to go fire up the fellowship on my fire stick before I get too tired, too toyered in an Irish accent. Fire up the fellowship. I love that. (laughs) To finish it. Send my regards to Chris. Congrats on the beautiful baby. Hope Andy's enjoying Florida. And thank you, Steve, for holding down the fort. Oh, Um, thanks, man. I just wanted to read that one. Uh, Very good writer, by the way, and lots of inside jokes and stuff. But I really like that that he's getting so much from uh, the Crossing Streams episodes, right? Because that's one that we don't get a lot of feedback on. It's just something that we kind of do for fun. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's nice to know that the recommendations and the extra coverage of like light coverage and light work is is helping somebody find some new stuff to watch because that's the whole fucking point. That's the goal, yeah. We wanted to be a suggestible issue there. So I'm glad it's working out for someone at least. And our second email comes in from Jillian and it says, Greetings, gentlemen. Some moons ago, you asked your listeners to tell you which streaming things fellow was their chocolate pudding. Although the time for submissions has well passed, I really needed you to know that all three of you are my chocolate pudding. Uh, and then she goes into a really long and heartfelt, wonderful personal story that uh, made me cry. Just want to throw that out there. And that's why I wanted to read this on here because this hit me like a ton of bricks when I was holding my baby. Uh, and then she says, so I say again, the three of you are my chocolate pudding. You have provided me with comfort, entertainment and joy. That's dope. Thank you for that. Any hosel, shame on me for assuming you have all the time in the world to read my ramblings. We definitely do. Oh, we loved it. I will leave you with this. When Vecna palms her head, Max plays running up that hill. If Vecna, Vecna catches me, I'll play streaming things. Be well, my dudes. Uh, yeah, I cried when I read that. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, if the podcast is silly and goofy as it is affects your life in some sort of positive way beyond film and TV. Um, just know that the fact that it does that for you affects me in a positive way. Uh, a long time ago, I've told this story many times before, but we used to have a really hard time running this show because we had busy, crazy lives. Um, you know, you've heard a lot about the turmoil that Steve went through for a couple of years in his personal life. Um, I was also with my son's mother and we split up. And I uh, had a nervous breakdown and and quit my job uh, that I had had for many years and moved into a tiny roach infested apartment above a bar. 
uh, my sobriety was at risk. The last thing I was thinking about was a podcast, right? And uh, I got an email uh, from a woman across the world who asked us not to talk about the email specifically, but it was a very personal thing about how profoundly streaming things, even from 2017, like season two coverage had uh, affected her life. And she'd been going through some crazy dark stuff and that she'd listened to the show many times over and um, that it carried her through. And she reached out and said all that. And I was sitting on the back stoop of this shitty apartment reading that hadn't done the podcast in like eight months. And I was like, uh, and she's, you know, she kind of ended it with like, wherever you are, I hope that you're well. And, but I hope the show comes back eventually. And I just was like, what the fuck? You know, cause I had never had any experience <laughs> with somebody caring that much about the stuff that we were doing. So that means the world to us. So that's why I read those. I'm sorry. I took too much time doing that, but I just wanted to thank you. Thank you guys for, for mm-hmm. writing and letting us know that because not always easy, um, keeping the, the fires going, the motivation, you know, does anybody really give a fuck what I think about prey, you know, <laughs> occurs, uh, occurs to me frequently. Uh, but I'm going to talk about prey anyway. Well, Hey, we have some great listeners. I, I had the opportunity to talk to five of them this past week. Um, you can listen to that on the Patreon bonus episode, but you know, all five of them, you know, I didn't include everything, but all of them would usually, they would say some really, really kind things about the three of us in the show and what it means to them. And it was a very humbling experience. Yeah. So yeah, you guys are just, you're warming the, 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 the cold, icy hearts of these boys in Kentucky. The cat's pajamas. Yeah. You're the, the bee's knees. Damn it. Damn it. I think that's all the business news though. Just be aware that the Q contest is still ongoing. Um, I'll probably announce a winner like right before we start our house of the dragon coverage. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Steve? It sound good. That sounds good. If, if you still haven't gotten in on it, there's still time. Follow Chris at movies, our therapy on the app Q that's Q U E U E send a proof that you are following him via like a screenshot or you're just your username and send that to streaming things at gmail.com with a subject titled Q Q U E U E. Yep. Not the other Q, not the weird one. No, you are not dropping any Q drops. You, you have to have an iPhone to download the app. That's not my fault. It's just the only place the app's available. Um, but from our metrics, like 70 something percent of our listeners, uh, have iPhones. We can see that. I don't know if you know, if you guys know, we can see that. So we're on to you. Uh, I know there's a lot of angry Android users we on can, our Patreon. We can look at you right now. We're, we're looking at you as we speak. Yeah, actually we're not. Most no. of your phones, your, your phone's in the pocket. If you could like pick it up and put it up to your face. Edward Snowden is a guest on the show today. Edward, <laughs> how are you? Uh, feeling pretty weird in Russia. But, oh my uh, God, it's a predator. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, Prey 2022, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, by the by, uh, who is uh, an awesome director. He directed 10 Cloverfield Lane and uh, he used to be on the Totally Rad show. So imagine if like Steve... 10 years from now has a big tent pole film. Like he's, he's directing aliens eight and it's dropping on uh, man an HBO max, which is discovery plus at that Hanging point with my bud, Jim Cameron, you know, that's kind of what it would be like. Cause he had like a little YouTube show for nerds, you know? Uh, and Dan was originally supposed to be the one that directed, um, uncharted and he would have done a much better job. I think. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah. For years he was the attached director and then they, Fuck. and he, he knew a lot about uncharted cause he's a huge video game guy. Ugh. Um, but I love Dan Trachtenberg. He also directed, I think the episode one of the boys season three, uh, which is a very oh, interesting, particularly special episode for gross reasons. Um, but, so Dan's a, <laughs> Dan's a cool guy. I'm really, I was really rooting for him. And, uh, one of the writers on this has a credit, uh, on Thor love and thunder. Um, as well. So there's that. Interesting. But the entire cast uh, is of the, the Comanche tribe of Native Americans, uh, the, the First Nation. And uh, I believe the producer 
is Comanche as well. So they really wanted to uh, make this as inclusive and accurate for the culture as possible. They took great pains to do that, which is why there's a Comanche dub version. Uh, It would have been great if the whole movie had been filmed in the Comanche language, but very little of that language survives, I think. So that would have been tough uh, just to like make sure that everything was done right, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, you know, let's be honest, people the way that they are might not have watched it. I got to read? Yeah. Might not have watched it, I but it would have been neat, like a, movie? like a full apocalypto version of this film, I think would have been really neat. That would be cool. So I did watch it once in English, and then I went back today and watched it in the Comanche dub. And I'm not a dub guy. I'm always subtitles over dub whenever mm-hmm. possible. But it's all the same actors doing the voices. Um, and it's just really neat. It's really immersive. And uh, I know a lot of people had some criticism that the fact that the Native Americans were speaking English took them out of the film, they claimed. Um, I can kind of see that, I guess, but it didn't bother me at all. There's so many movies where it's like, uh, you know, like Red October, all of them, you know, like almost all American movies that do this, like, oh, we're going to do feudal Japan, but everybody's going to speak British for some reason. Like it just happens all the time. Right. You get over it. The willing suspension of disbelief. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this movie is because the same people who complain about that. Most of them are also they're like, oh, I don't want to see a subtitle. hundred percent. They're just the same same thing. It's like, well, what do you want? (laughs) Trying to knock it down. Uh, but this is the origin story of the Predator, supposedly. It's uh, 300 years before the original Predator movie in the world of the Comanche Nation. Uh, and it follows a, our main character, Naru, uh, a skilled female warrior uh, again, fighting the Predator. Right. So it, that's the setting of this movie. And that's really the entire plot, which is what's so wonderfully uh, about it. So, Steve, let's do your overall thoughts. Uh, what were your expectations for this film? What was your what was its reception in your mind? So I don't know, I don't think I had a lot of expectations going into this, to be honest. I, I knew it was, you know, a Dan Trachtenberg predator movie, and it takes, it took place with uh, the Native American Comanche tribe. Um, but the fact that it was going to be on Hulu exclusively at first was like, a mm, okay, sure. what's, uh, what's that about? That's interesting. Um, and then we come to find it's all because of weird contractual behind the scenes issues that if they had released in theaters, I think due to the contract they had made with 20th century Fox before it was purchased by Disney. Um, if it had been released in theaters, it would have to go to streaming to HBO max, which obviously Disney doesn't want them to do. Right. So they were like, well, let's just put it on our Hulu or our Disney plus if you're international um, in which, Canada and Europe. Yes. Yes. Which, which sucks. And thank you for putting that in. Cause <laughs> you would have made some Canadians very, very upset. <laughs> If you didn't put that in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but which is a shame because this movie licks tits. This movie's awesome. It does. Uh, it's soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. This movie's so good. Um, it is the first Predator movie since the first Predator movie where I watched. And then when it ended, I was like, that was fucking rad. Yeah. That was so good. It, it, it takes the lessons from the first Predator movie, have a real tight but simple concept script have some memorable characters and have a predator that does cool predator things. And then, so they took those, those lessons from what made the first predator good. And then they put it in a world that's completely different, new and exciting. It's in a different landscape. It's in a, uh, it has a whole different subset of, um, technology this takes place 300 years before so guns are largely not a thing muskets you don't, you don't have old reliable whatever the minigun was old that, painless old painless you don't have old painless to level a forest right Mm-mm. it's bows and arrows it's spears it's every now and then you get a musket right um and that i think heightens the 
the whole aspect of a predator and its prey, not to be too, you know, and not fun with it. Cause you've, you've got this monster that likes to hunt game and the humans are the game and the humans have even less tools at their disposals to try to combat this threat. And, you know, it, it's a gorgeous looking movie. It has some of the best sequences that a predator movie has ever had, I think. And it's just, it's just a really good time. I, 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 I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Chris, I, what about you? I adored this movie. Like I said, I watched it twice. Um, I loved it. I was primed to love it. I had high expectations for it just because I support Dan so much. And I'm a huge fan of Tim Cloverfield Lane and what he does really yeah. well. He's really good at taking these giant blockbuster IP and making a brilliant small film out of it. Right. Cause he's done it twice now. Uh, same thing with Cloverfield. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I was hyped for it. I love the concept. Um, and the whole idea of the the Native Americans battling the predator was always cool to me. And because uh, like you said in your criticism, uh, when we were talking about the original predator, ultimately, as much as people want to knock this film for being, quote unquote, unbelievable. And we'll get to that soon. Too woke. Well, God. they made a woke predator, Chris. It's PC gone mad. And so <laughs> the whole idea of like Native Americans being able to battle the, the universe's greatest hunter. Um, it was that's Arnold Schwarzenegger ultimately killed him with a log when naked covered in mud. Right. So yeah. getting back to the, to the roots was always the way to fight it. Mm -hmm. And so I love the whole, and like you said, I didn't even know this, that Billy, the native American character from the first film was originally intended to be the protagonist, right. Before they hired Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I think it's interesting that I, I think Dan did that on purpose when he was trying to think of where to set this film. I bet he was like, well, let's, let's go back to the original intention. Let's, let's have them fighting native Americans. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so interesting, like how so many people seem to have not gotten that lesson from the first predator. Like these are the, these macho men who have all the tools in their disposal. They're the height of specialized combat trained elites, you know, and they can't, kill the predator the only way the one person can is literally by going back to the roots of setting traps yes. being a smart hunter and hiding in the bush and pretty much it's exactly what in a way this predator fucked up by focusing on the comanche tribe here because that's how you beat a predator is with the school the the skill set that this uh this tribe has right apparently if he would have landed in france he would have had a field day oh yeah the, <laughs> the french suck <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I i i adore this movie the whole relationship with uh well i don't want to get too much in the spoilers but let's just say that character development wise there is some and uh there's an arc right a bunch of movie stuff goes on in this one as opposed to the first one and uh <laughs> I really, really enjoy. There's so Chekhov would be having a field day uh, because there's so much setup and payoff in this movie. It's definitely done. I love that shit. I love smaller movies with clever scripts where they plant something in, you see it coming, and it's delivered in a satisfying way later on. And when there's so many of those things happening at once, there's layer after layer of setup and payoff. For, that's just, I get off on that. I love that stuff. I love this movie. It'll be in my top 10 of the year. I'm almost certain, which might seem like a crazy thing to say about prey. Same. I think I love the artwork of this movie. Like even the posters, like the, the neon green predator blood and, uh, Amber mid thunder, who was absolutely astonishing in this film. She's my hero. Um, and the black backdrop with the neon blood and, and Amber's face and the gray 
pray like I can't wait for the steelbook release of this movie. I'm excited for that in advance. <laughs> uh if it gets one because it's a it's a streaming movie. It doesn't always happen, but um yeah, I just I had a blast with this movie. Absolutely. I so much. I keep wanting to say things that might be spoilers. Um, but yeah, I, I adored it. I will be watching it. It's one of those movies and I got a lot of shit for this on the internet for saying this in my review on TikTok. but, uh, it's one of those movies I think that's going to be really rewatchable. Like I plan on probably How visiting this once a year. <laughs> well, let's get into this a little bit. I, the, the discourse around this movie is so fucking toxic. Uh, for the most part, I would say 80 or 90% of the comments that I got, uh, were really supportive. Like, Oh, I want to check it out then. Or I actually watched it too. I, I loved it. Right. But then there's like a deluge of, uh, go woke, go broke, uh, uh, bullshit. And I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but just me personally, I hate that word. I think that typically anybody that uses that unironically is going to have a completely different worldview than me, which sometimes is fine. And I can learn things, but in that sense, it's like a flat earther or something like, I'm just, I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. The, the, the point that they're coming across is so reductive to where it's not even like that's what is the point of view you're, you're and saying? The right whole now? stance of that is simply because I assume because a woman is the protagonist Yeah, and like the criticism that I'm getting, if you can even call it criticism that I'm getting online is like everybody that hates this. I couldn't even watch 15 minutes of it. It's so stupid. Like a little girl is going to kill the strongest uh, hunter in the universe. And it's like, what the movie does a very good job at establishing that she is extremely capable physically. She's extremely athletic. Uh, It doesn't come out of nowhere. She's very smart. Like she thinks outside the box and a genius at tracking and setting traps and, Multiple times throughout this film, it establishes that. And we'll get into that in spoilers and because I love what Dan and the writers did with setting up those things and paying them off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just annoying. And the whole idea of like, how could a Native American tribe fight this thing? First off, I think it's neat that if you notice, uh, God, I can't talk about that until spoilers either. Anyway, I've blocked a ton of people. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good thing. Rooting them out. Because um, if you're just- really rude to me about the fact that I like a movie with a female character, is like one called me a soy boy beta cuck because i like the movie prey oh i bet that dude's fun at parties i don't even know what that means i just blocked him immediately <laughs> but it's like <laughs> the fuck are you talking about they're just saying buzzwords that their their fox news overlords told them the same that's all they're doing they're queuing on bullshit that's all they fucking do they can't think for their fucking selves so if they see a woman in or a person in color heaven forbid both at the same time in a movie that has any sort of depth or role because like like which would have been given to a white person in the 80s like arnold schwarzenegger with the first predator movie sure like for some reason they feel like that's attacking them and it's like get over your fucking selves. Like there's allowed to be other points of view in media. Yeah. Like you got the other six movies. If you, you want to be like really holding to that, I have great news for you guys. You want to see a bunch of jacked white dudes shoot at a predator. That movie fucking exists. <laughs> it does. <laughs> great. It does. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't like women as, fe- as strong female characters in your sci-fi movie. Guess you hate the alien franchise. I wonder if, yeah, <laughs> if alien were to be released today, it would be lampooned as woke garbage. And that's hundred percent. would. it's funny to me. If the concept of libraries came out today, it would be considered socialism. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how fucking reductive this, some of the people in this planet has become. It's What's so stupid. a library. Uh, they still don't know what those are, but, <laughs> but again, like I'm not trying to, it's not what we do on this show typically, but I'm pretty vocal about where I stand on stuff like that. But it's you know, like, don't be a dick is where yeah, I stand. Don't be an asshole. I don't care if you don't like the movie. 
you can even, we can talk about what you don't like about the movie, but I haven't heard any legitimate criticism of this film. I haven't heard a single one. There's a close friend of mine on TikTok that said that uh, it it took too long to set up the predator. He said that there was a lot of exposition. Uh, like he found it ridiculous. We already know so much about the character of the predator, and it was uh, kind of a slog. But the second half was amazing. And even that, I think, is a ridiculous thing to say because in Predator One, the original, the predator doesn't show up until well over forty-five minutes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get like a little bit of infrared POV and stuff. The same thing that does in this, which is intentional. It's homage, I think. Um, but I don't think they spend any time trying to reintroduce you to the predator at all. I thought it was assuming you knew what it was pretty much like there isn't a whole, how could they like the native Americans don't know anything about intergalactic travel or anything like that. Right. There was zero fucking exposition other than the normal exposition of setting up a plot. There was some character development with Naru and her family, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, and when again, it was set up for things that paid off later, but whatever. Um, so that's my experience talking about this movie online. I just want to touch on that briefly. Um, so if you haven't seen this yet and you know, you, you want to support it, I guess I don't know how that works with streaming. Just click it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I fucking, I love this movie. I thought it was great. It'll, yeah. it'll be in my top 10 of the year. And I've watched a like 60 or 70, 2022 releases this year. And this is up there. I loved it. Um, so that's all for non-spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie yet, uh, you know, hang out for a little while, uh, do some dishes or something, watch the movie and then come back. Come on back. Yeah. I assume you get some errands around the house and then watch the film. Come back to us. So spoilers for prey starting right now. <laughs> Entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit. Yeah, I, I dude, Amber Mid Thunder crushed it. Mm-hmm. I was uh, enamored with her character throughout this movie. And as soon as the movie opens, because a lot of other like the same like woke guys were saying they weren't saying the words Mary Sue, but like That's it, what it was the Ray yeah. vibe, right? Like the, all of a sudden at the end, she's a fucking ninja that can kill it. Like that's not all of a sudden. It wasn't even remotely all of a sudden. The moment we're introduced with her character, she comes out and starts throwing a hatchet expertly into a tree. Yeah. And then she has an interaction with her brother, Tabe, uh, where he's shooting the hawk. Right. And I love how they do that scene because this is, all, this is in the first 10 minutes. So she's really good with an ax or a hatchet. Right. He shoots the hawk to be a dick because she's like looking at him waiting and they they set it up like he's better than her. But then you get a little line from her where she was like, I was waiting till it flew back. Now you have to cross the stream to pick up the body, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and so it tells you as an audience like she wasn't incapable of shooting it. She was just being smart. Right. Yeah. Working smart, not hard. Um, and, and then- it separates her from the rest of the tribe that seemingly is like, well, let's just go kill that thing. We need to we need the food or whatever, the, the reason of killing the panther or the bird, let's just go kill it where she thinks things more. Yes. I, I, what's, she wants to work, uh, what's it like? Don't work harder. Work yeah, smarter. I just said that. Yeah. Work yeah. smart, not hard. Yeah, exactly. And, um, uh, like when they're hunting the lion that takes, takes their, their, their friend, um, this, the same thing happens where she decides to wait in the tree and her brother, her brother does respect her. He's just like a little careful about being too friendly to the woman in the hunting parties, you know, mm-hmm. cause he's got his reputation or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she establishes herself as a, as a really good tracker and she makes some mistakes. Like she's unable to kill the deer. Uh, she struggles a little bit with the rabbits until she puts the rope on the hatchet. Right. Uh, but that's her like getting, gaining She's inexperienced, but very talented from, from jump. He even says later, like the only reason I killed the lion was because you wounded it and I used your tree trick. Right. I never told, I didn't tell anybody that, but you know, so it's from the fucking beginning of the movie. She's extremely capable. It sets up and pays that off. 
You yeah. I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but her whole goal is like she wants to be a hunter, right? And there's a yes, she's a uh, gatherer. And but yeah, like she, she, someone kicks her awake every morning. Like time to gather, bitch. She's like Wake yanking up. the carrots out or whatever, and she's like, "This fucking sucks." And, <laughs> but she wants to go out there and hunt with the boys, and uh, she has to go through some. What was the ritual called that you have to pass? Uh, uh, it's some sort of ritual where you have to hunt something that is also hunting you. It's like kutamia, I think, but I don't want to say it wrong rudely. But I think it's kutamia, which I think means prey. Because okay. when I was watching it in Comanche with the subtitles, uh, and the title card came up. The, that's, that's the name of the movie. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, baby. Oh my gosh. Do you uh, think they, do you think they meant that? No, it's a complete accident. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, so you have to hunt something that's hunting you. It's like this rite of passage for the Comanche tribes, uh, hunting parties. So ends up being the coolest thing ever. She does it with a predator. <laughs> ha! I don't think she knew what it was when she was like that thing. No. But, uh, and, 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 you know, let's be honest, the mountain lion would have sufficed if she had successfully killed it, but, uh, correct. But she did, give it a good go. And the other guy who was being a dick about it was immediately eaten. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that part because he's like, Oh, you know what a lot mountain lion does to a person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You won't, it'll eat your guts out and it'll feast on your blood. Oh my God. It's got me. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. This is so much worse than I thought. It's Billy all over again. Yeah. That dude was Billy's ancestor. <laughs> That's what somebody said. Like people want these little, uh, like connections like they're they want a star wars skywalker you know mcu everything oh, yeah. and they're like god that should have been like billy's tribe should have like how would they say that yeah. we're gonna have somebody named one, billy in 300 years i will name this child billy and every child after that shall also be named billy but i think you know moving forward if they do more predator sequels i want them to do this style where it's like, i agree it's like assassin's creed style where you just pick a different time exactly an anthology and and it, they don't have any real connection other than there's a predator and there are people. Like, can you imagine feudal Japan? It'd be so fucking dope. Because they're like a very warlike people and that would be amazing. It would be so cool. And I don't know, there's a lot of fun you can have with that idea and you can get these like different points of view with different cultures and, and there's like, you can tackle everything with such a different lens each time and it keeps things fresh. Or the predator could go to Canada and just win. Yeah, he's, like, he's like choking people with maple syrup and <laughs> just a bunch of Mounties. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Mounties. The apex of the Canadian special forces. <laughs> the Mounties. <laughs> oh, geez. What's this all about? <laughs> That's all I said. That was my Canadian. You here for the hockey game. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Uh, mass you got there. Don't go in the woods there. There's a predator. Uh, predatoring. Hey, look. Uh, look. <laughs> All of our Canadian listeners are turning off right now. I know you want to be haunting us and whatnot, uh, but it's uh, too cold. I'll ask you to stop, please. (laughs) I ain't got time to bleed. (laughs) Eh? Eh? This stuff will make you into a sexual moose. (laughs) (laughs) There is a couple of Easter eggos from the original. Did you catch them? Uh, Pretty obvious. Yeah, I ain't got to, or no, the uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it lines in there. Uh, What's the other one? Uh, There's one other one, and I forgot it. But yeah, they straight up say the if it bleeds, we can kill it line. Yeah, love that. It was a cool nod. Um, But yeah, there's so many, like like I was saying earlier, I couldn't say it because of spoils. I love the relationship she had with her dog. Uh, I think it's the dog's name is Kari, which I think is Comanche for dog. So the dog's name is literally dog. That's great. Uh, But I loved the fact that the dog didn't die. 
I was very concerned. Dude, but they they use that dog effectively because whenever you see a, mo- a dog in a movie, you're, yeah, you're always like, oh, God. like, leave that fucking dog. There's alone. even a website where you can check to see if the Does dog the dog died? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty on the nose. I think, I think that's what it's called. Um, but yeah, whenever that dog's in peril, you really are just like, no, 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 no. Do not, do not harm that adorable pooch. Do not hurt it. Like the fight with the bear? Oh shit! Yeah, and fucking like, cool with that. The dog like ran like not gonna get me, and the he, bear chasing, and like, then you see, the, you see the dog like, still not gonna get me. It was like a buddy cop movie because like that 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 was a comedic beat to me because the dog ran past her, like better run, like you could just see like in another forty eight hours or something like Eddie Murphy running and yeah, you know, <laughs> and his partner like what's going on? What are we running from? Like that's that was that vibe. I did read a really cute article. Um, I can't remember what it was on. Might have been on Collider. I don't know, but. It it was an article about uh, how that this is the first movie that dog has been in. It's not a Hollywood trained dog. So it was actually quite difficult to work with, but everyone loved that dog so much. They Aww. would like work really hard. And whenever it got the take right, everyone would like cheer. Good like, boy. Like, hey, puppy. <laughs> Dang. But apparently like it, it, because it, it just isn't trained for that type of thing, or at least it's, it's very early in its career. So it wasn't nailing a lot of the takes, but the, the crew was very much behind this adorable dog. Can you imagine that? Like bring me the hatchet. And it's just like runs off and pees on it. <laughs> it would take forever to get that take. Ah, cut. <laughs> Did you feel like there was any, uh, cause one, like not just saying it's woke, but one like legitimate criticism I've heard that I also didn't agree with though, was that the uh, CGI is often pretty rough. I, I didn't experience that at all. There there were a couple scenes that I thought were rough and it was very specifically when it was like the CGI rattlesnake or the CGI deer, deer, I heard the deer get knocked a lot. I see. I didn't even, I don't know. Maybe I'm just really forgiving the, of animals. But the deer didn't bother me that much. I thought much. the bear looked incredible. I thought the bear looked great. It was it was the rattle it was the it was the mouse to rattlesnake to predator killing. That was the such a cool shot though because like good. the ant because there's oh, yeah, so there's, many illusions. The was cool. There's so many illusions in this movie to predator and prey. Ironically, right? Like the whole hierarchy well, dude, of it. Dude, do you think they meant that? No, I'm just I'm I'm making all this happen right Whoa, now. Someone should write that down. I know. So like the ant, there was like double coolness about it because the ant was crawling on the uh camouflaged predator and so, so it looked like this ant is just walking on air walking on air yeah and then like walking what is that like a fucking shine. gopher or something what? i think it was a mouse or a rat or something no i don't think it was quite ma- it was some kind of uh rodent but i don't think it was anyway it doesn't matter marsupial is a goddamn chupacabra <laughs> <laughs> it eats the ant and then the snake eats that and then that's when the predator's like uh well, I guess I got to kill you because you're, <laughs> is anybody else stronger than the snake around here? No takers. All right. I got you. And then he kills uh, the wolf, which was sad. That, that wolf kill was gnarly though. Like it's completely disemboweled it in midair. And then the wolf was like, I'm okay. I didn't hear no bell. That was a total samurai thing because like they run at each other and he cuts the oh, wolf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that wide shot where the wolf like keeps walking for a minute and then turns around like, no, nah, I'm still going to get you. No, nah, I'm dead. And then falls in half. It's such yeah. a samurai movie thing. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it was it. awesome. It was, and then the bear fight. Uh, all right. Now this one looks pretty strong. And then the bear even actually got him to bleed a little bit. Like the, like the green shit was flying out of the bear's mouth. I love how this predator specifically, he was totally down to get rough and dirty. He's yes. going to use his mitts. He's going to, he doesn't have, a, he has the least amount of armor from any predator that That's I think we've ever had. I want to spoil. He's like 300 years less technology as well. Cause I, I, that's how I took it. He's got kind of like a bone helmet. It looks more primitive. He's got arrows instead of a plasma cannon, but they're yeah. still like heat seeking arrows. Uh, what'd you think about that? Cause I, I loved it. Cause they still obviously have intergalactic travel. So it might be a little silly to you, but 
I oh, liked it. Um, hands down, this is my favorite Predator in any Predator yes! movie. Uh, I think it looks cool. I love the the fact that the mandibles are invisible. They still. did a, they did a very subtle change to how the mandibles look on its head, and I think it really goes a long way for making it look kind of like hey, pussy face from yeah. Predator Two. <laughs> um, and then the the skull helmet just fit and i love how he's like he's just it's just skull loincloth and gauntlets and yeah and the the arrows were super cool i didn't really expect them to be heat seeking so when that plot development came out and you get the the triple laser sight yeah one guy but then they like separate and you're like oh what's going to happen here and it's like oh three different three dots three arrows baby yep. um I, and it and i and like i said going back to what i started saying was i love how this predator really just wants to kill shit with its hands like almost from a point of pride, like he will either stab you or he'll like start punching a bear. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like how he like wrestled <laughs> the bear. Like I want to make sure I'm the strongest. Like this is the first predator, even though he's still invisible and shit, mm. uh, that's not completely bitching out. Like he's not drugging the rhino and then sending him down the safari, like a rich man or something. Yeah. He's not going to snipe you from far away, but he's going to, he's going to tussle. He wants mm-hmm. to tussle. You Unless know? you have ranged weapons, then he will shoot you with an arrow. Yes. And you know, <laughs> look, man, you started. <laughs> Um, by the way that's the predator's voice from the last episode (laughs) i just want to cue our listeners and what is he doing so we decided the predator talks like i cannot watch a predator movie from this point forward without hearing him hey uh so like i'm gonna take a skull and put it on my my, my mantle look man i got a wolf one i got a bear one i got a tiny snake one i need i'm gonna make some boots i got like 19 French dudes. <laughs> <laughs> At least 19. Holy shit. They were kind of dicks. I didn't even think they was threatening. I just didn't like them. I don't like the accent. Mm-mm. Um, Not a fan of the cuisine. Did you love how it like killed the bear? Like disemboweled. I and loved everything about lifted this Lifted up in the air and the blood's falling on the invisible predator. Yes. That you can see it. And it's almost like, it's like a Mortal Kombat fatality where it's like bathing in the blood of the bear. I was pretty shocked that he could lift the bear. Oh man, he's jacked. He's jacked, soup to nuts. He's looking like Harrison Ford. Like that's the strongest predator we've ever seen, right? Like that's a couple thousand pounds. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what bears weigh. I think the. I'm not a zoologist. I think the the I'm sorry. The predators in like the first Alien versus Predator movie are like the most jacked predators. AVP. Yeah, who knows what's going on? Yeah, they they have to kill like multiple xenomorphs, right? Mm. Well, they also like the design of them. They're like they look like fucking dump trucks. Is that canon that they do this like? Every hundred years battle with Xenomorph still? I don't think AVP is canon. Okay. No. None of the AVP movies, are, they, they exist in a separate canon. I think, I'm pretty sure they exist in a separate canon. But uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. Oh, so a grizzly bear only weighs like 600 pounds. Oh, just a cool 600? I, I didn't know that. Just a cool 600? I mean, I, what I mean by that is, I think Arnold could fucking deadlift that. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to lift this bear. <laughs> my head. I'm timing. They can weigh up to a thousand pounds, is what this one's saying now. But it's typically between two to four hundred or three to seven hundred for males. So easily, never mind. But yeah, I love that idea that the blood was because that was the first time she could see it. Naru could see it. Uh, it's like what the fucking fuck. That's what she says. Uh, <laughs> just imagine you're running from a bear. Yeah, like that's stressful enough. You tried to shoot it, but your bow broke, and then your poor dog ran like. Have you ever had to restring a bow no. in a high-stress situation, Steve? I've, I don't know if I've held a bow. That was <laughs> extremely impressive. I love the way that she moves. Like, uh, So that that's the scene. They've already shown that she's acrobatic when she's chasing um, the rabbits. The rabbits, George. 
<laughs> of mice and men a little bit in the middle of this movie. And I just want to put the rabbits, George. Uh, God. So she's like doing cool shit, sliding a lot. Mm-hmm. But this scene when she, so her dog uh, runs away and like either accidentally or on, I, I took it as intentionally saved her by leads the, leading bear, the away. bear away. Yeah. Uh, when she strings the bow, she slides down the hill and then leaps into a tree and kicks off. Yeah. And to, to get down to where she needs to go faster. It's just like little shit like that. Like I really appreciate those little touches. And so later, even when she's chasing the deer at some point, she bounces off a tree to like get a better turn. Yes. Yeah. And that's why somebody's like, she turned into a ninja at the end. I'm like, it's literally in the first three minutes of her character that you yeah. see all of her skills and intelligence. They just want to hate a woman. That's, <laughs> all, that's, all that's do. literally all it is. That's all it is. And, um, I like her relationship with her brother. Cause Tabe's not a bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's just cool. trying to, succeed in his in the hierarchy of his own society but take care of his sister as well and um and his fight scene is amazing you know he more than holds his own for as long as he can against the predator at the end Mm -hmm. but my favorite scene i think bar none there's no bars uh soup to nuts is when she's using her rope hatchet to kill the seven frenchmen the poachers i fucking love that oh so when she so it's the rabbit scene where she's trying to like throw her hatchet and catch a rabbit, but and she misses him. Yeah. She keeps missing. Him, so she's like, well, if I had a string and I could scorpion this hatchet around like for mortal Kombat scorpion where I could like, Hey, get over here with my hatchet. And then I could have it right back in my hand again. I could throw it again. I can, I got two chances. Well, when she does practices on the two trees. I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. So fucking cool. Like she's such a badass. And then, but you're right when she's flicking the, the, the hatchet around and getting all those French dudes, man, that was so cool. <laughs> I loved it. Cause fuck those guys. Right. right. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> French. I love, it was such a cool horror movie moment when, uh, oh, and the setup and payoff and instead of the mud of the first film, it's the medicine that she gives people to slow their blood flow down. That makes them the infrared not work. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, but she gives the medicine to the French guy. And he's like, you think he's going to survive? And then he accidentally, the predator accidentally steps on him. He's like, ah, yeah. He like kicks his stub. Yeah. Like that was, no, he like crushes his good leg. And, uh, oh, (laughs) (laughs) which, you know, anyway, they were like skinning all the Buffalo. So they were terrible people. Yeah. There were like 20 French guys and it's implied that they had a run in with the predator before they run into the two, the two of them, but they, they capture them to kind of like, Hey, tell us w- what you know about this creature or like about the land or something like that. Right. Yeah, is that I think I, so. Was I reading that right? Cause they use them as bait. I love that the movie does not translate what the French men are saying. So the French are talking to each other, but there's no subtitles for them at all. So you really are in the perspective of, of these Comanche characters who wouldn't know what they're saying. Right? And I love, it's like the movie watcher that I was talking about where she can't understand any of the, I think it's Bulgarian or Romanian. Um, yeah. I love when, when that happens. Um, but there's like so much, I keep saying setup and payoff, but I mean like the, the, so there's the, the medicine that she uses is one huge one. Um, there is, uh, her the, and her intelligence, the mud pit, the mud pit is a huge one. The, uh, the same one from uh, never ending story. Yeah. And <laughs> That's all I can think about. When Trey I saw is that. still down there. <laughs> She's like, there's a horse. Holy shit. <laughs> she starts crying. She doesn't know why I'm really sad. <laughs> uh, but even like the bear traps, you know, like she, uh, her dog gets caught in one and she's looking at like, what the fuck is this? So like you get the impression that the French are, are like, they're in the area. They're colonizing. They're fucking up the area, right? So that's a huge theme of this movie. And that's the first time I've gathered that that was the first time they've ever run into the French because 
at the end of the movie, she's like, there's other people coming. We need to leave. Yeah. Um, which man, what a bummer of a note that is. <laughs> yeah. So things do not improve for the, those folk at all, as we know, but, no. um, I just, I adore this movie and all those little touches. I think it was really well done. And like, it's really hard to do that, to, to keep a tight 99 minute movie that moves at this pace, says everything you want to say, and has all those little clever touches and things like that. Like those are, those are my favorite movies. I love those movies. Yeah. And I love the personal story that she goes on herself where she has to prove herself to, to her own tribe and to everyone else that she can do this. And there's this ongoing story where like people are always underestimating her either like, Oh, you're a lady. You can't hunt with us. Or the predators like, Oh, you are not the threat out of all this group. I'm going to kill everyone else, but you, because I don't even see you as a threat. Yeah. And then she realizes like, Oh, that's my strength. Everyone underestimates me so I can use that to my advantage. That's so, that's so smart. And I think that I didn't even see this happening in the first movie, but you pointed out a couple of touches when we reviewed it on Monday. Um, but I think that the, the nobility of the predator creature and the fact that it doesn't just kill like wantonly, it's, it's only other apex predators specifically like, you know, the snake is what it wants. And I like that about the creature. And, and you were saying that's always been canon that it's like that, but I think it was just visually indicated a lot better in this film that it's, it's not here to, to murder necessarily it's hunting for sport, right? Yeah. Uh, things that can defend it themselves. Right. So so it specifically watches to see who the badass is. Like mm. It's not going to kill a bunny rabbit. Right. It's not going to kill a Look, buffalo. Man, I ain't here to kill no. Now, I didn't skin the buffalo. And I know that y'all motherfuckers thought I skinned the buffalo, but that was the French dudes, which is why I killed them so viciously and slowly. We good. I had to use a rescue grenade at one point because <laughs> there was a lot of them. Free them. <laughs> But yeah, so we got to talk about the, the two, like there are two action scenes where they just let the predator fucking let loose. And it's, it's the first one when it attacks um, her fellow tribe members who kind of like are kind of being dicks. Yeah, they got her tied up. To they get her, her back tied home. up and they're and like, she's a woman. And she's like, no, I want to, I'm going to kill this thing. You guys leave me alone. And they're like, oh girl, we got to, come on. <laughs> and then she beats the dog shit out of one of them. And the only reason they get the upper hand on her is because they trick her and say the fight's over and then punch her in the face. Yeah. They sucker punch her. Mm -hmm. um, and, but then when it like unloads on those guys, like that scene is so gnarly and it really heightens like, oh shit, things are getting real. Cause at that point you just see like, oh, a snake gets stabbed. Oh, I'm a slithery little snake. I'm a snake stab. <laughs> and then the bear's like, oh, I'm a big berry bear, beard. Yeah. Um, and at this point I think like it, the, the Mohawk dude, the, the kind of leader of the group just gets like triple arrowed. And then the other guys are trying to like one gets his arm cut off. The, the one dude who gets simultaneously his legs cut off and as he's and falling, impaled. he gets impaled into a log so he doesn't actually land. Dude, it's fucking gnarly. Yeah, when Predator pulls out that, uh, I'm going to call him Frank, pulls out that like spear. I've never seen that. Are you that. calling the spear Frank or the Predator the Frank? The Predator. Okay. I assume he has a name and it has to be something okay. like Frank. Frank. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> he's from another universe or galaxy. Yeah. yeah, his spear that kind of can disconnect yeah, I, staff. I need to watch it a third Darth time. Style. I'm still working on the like mechanics of how that that weapon works, but he gets he gets hit with it later. He's got a lot of cool this this predator. I mean, even though he is 300 years in the past, he does have some really cool gear. He's got that uh, sweet net that will net you, but then the net just can tracks back yeah, into that was the a little terrible pod. Way to, that was a bad like, way to go, man. He just slices that one dude up into a million different pieces. 
Um, and then he's got the, um, was it his belt or his wrist gauntlet that shot out the little circular discs that followed people and exploded? I think it was his, one of his wrist gauntlets. Okay. But yeah, he had like little Batman. He's like a Batman. He's like an intergalactic Batman. Yeah, because the Frenchmen use... Um, but an ugly Batman. The, the Frenchmen use the two of them to tie them up to uh, a tree thinking like, oh, they're bait. They don't understand that... Predator the don't fuck with bait. Predator don't fuck with bait. He's going to fuck with you if you set in bait. Mm-hmm. Bitches. Mm-hmm. And then the Predator just goes ham on these French guys in like a burnt, smoky forest. Yeah. Area. He was like, draw me like one of your French girls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah he just goes to town on like 20 or 30 french guys and it's so satisfying like (laughs) i love the way you put that he's got that little mandible mouth (laughs) that's what he sounds like (laughs) i love the like you said the sound design was really really well done specifically um yeah, just I don't know what the budget was on this movie, but I think it was probably lower than you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would you say, so. like 30, 40 million? Yeah, I'd say around that. Um, I loved it, man. I love this movie. I'm glad you like it too. This is my, I think this is the best of whatever hot take. I don't care. I think this is the best Predator movie, and I don't even think it's close. Oh, I don't know where I land yet because I do have a lot of nostalgia for the first movie specifically, but it's just as good at the very least as the first one. Yeah. It's, it may not be as iconic as the first one because the first one has a lot of iconic imagery and lines like i don't think it has the lines that sure. the first one does but i think but from a, scri- action, a script perspective i think it's it's better yeah. oh 100 from and from i like script cinematography action wise it's way better and just my tastes aesthetically i like the earnestness over the camp personally mm-hmm. uh, which elevates it for me above the first one yeah 100%. No, this is literally, guys, if you have access to Hulu or Disney Plus, depending on your part of the world, mm-hmm. Canada, uh, <laughs> please, um, please watch this movie. It's it, it's only 90 minutes long. Dude, that's what I love about it. Like It's a 90 minute long it, feature. In the day and age where every fucking movie I want to watch is two hours and 50 minutes long, yeah. which it, normally I'm, it's fine, but like I got a lot of stuff going on now, right? So I've been wanting to watch The Wailing. It's a really, uh, it's a cult classic, like or newer modern cult classic, uh, I think Korean horror film that's very highly rated, very highly rated. And it's like two hours and 40 minutes long. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Of and course. Like, every time I sit down and watch it, I, I, that's like 52 minutes longer than I have. Right. And I'm like, fuck, man. And so when I had to do this for the show and I, I was so excited for this, I woke up at 5 a.m. I had to like, because that's when I, my shift with the baby is. But I, I, first thing I did was get coffee, holding the baby, sit down on my computer chair and, and turn on uh, Prey. You know, and I saw it was 99 minutes. And I was like, yes, you Hell know, like yeah. this is perfect because she's going to be ready to eat in about 90 minutes. <laughs> I literally had a on Friday night. I had a double feature. I watched the first Predator, which is an hour and 45 minutes. And then I immediately turned on Prey when that ended, which is an hour and a half. So that's the length of one wailing. Yeah, that's one one, <laughs> one wailing. And I for the price of the price of one wailing got me two movies. That's right. Two Predator movies. That's right, baby. It was wonderful. Uh, one day. And if you're into it, I kind of would maybe for like a patron episode, maybe like nominating Predator 2. I do want to rewatch Predator 2. I haven't 2. seen that one in so long and I don't remember it. And I kind of think like it would be a good movie to kind of make fun of. I wouldn't even mind watching AVP. AVP would definitely be I fun never saw AVP 2, but uh, AVP so I've never seen, is, per, I don't think I've seen Predators. That's Adrian Brody, right? That one's not bad. I haven't seen that. I 
haven't seen. It's my third favorite one now. The Shane Black one. And I haven't seen AVP two. So I've only seen four of the seven Predator movies. So like AVP is PG 13. So a lot of people are like, oh, it doesn't have the gore. But it's, I mean, it's, it's dumb. You can definitely watch it. I saw it. that in theaters. The AVP Requiem, I don't like because, I don't know, there's something mean spirited and gross about that movie. The way it like handles some of the gore. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does do the like the very brave like kill a kid thing Mm -hmm. but like there's a lot i don't know there's a lot of uh, there's an ickiness to it that i'm not super into even though like a lot of people like oh it has the gore but really it's like you take the 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 reason why it's like rob zombie directed it or something you know it's just like kind of no it's more like you take the prestige of like an aliens and a predator right um Predator works best if he's in the jungle killing commandos or fighting like a Comanche tribe, you know, stuff like that. Aliens works best when you're fighting, you know, blue collared space workers, right? Yeah. In, in gross, dingy spaceships, right? But then you take those two of them and you just put them in a, a small town where all the characters are just made up of characters from Final Destination movies. So it's like, <laughs> right. I fucking hate all these people. Like I don't give a <laughs> shit about what's happening. This feels gross. And then they do like weird things with pregnant women and stuff. It's just, it's kind of weird. Okay. Um, I did, one, one day someone threaded that movie in, a, in the projector instead of Alvin, the chipmunks too, which was, Oh no, funny. <laughs> <laughs> not the squeakle. <laughs> this is not the squeakle. Um, but anywho, Zol, I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion on the movie pride. I hope you enjoyed the movie, um, but it's okay if you didn't, it doesn't mean you're an asshole necessarily. I just don't use, Certain yeah, reasons. Just don't come don't make it and, me because it's a woman. Yeah, just don't hate the movie because it's a woman and a person of color. You know, because yeah. pretty easy to do, I think. But some people find it very difficult. <laughs> but you can follow me, Chris, on Twitter at Movies Are Therapy. Uh, Steve, I'm at Steve May Thirteen, and Andy is at Andy Most Days when Andy's here. Uh, Andy's in Florida days right now. I guess I don't know. I don't know what Andy is today. We didn't, we didn't talk to him. We didn't ask. Yeah. You can follow the the show at stream thing pod because streaming things was taken at stream thing pod. And uh, again, you know, just reach out to us anytime at streaming We love hearing from you guys. And uh, Friday, we'll probably have a crossing streams episode. And the next week, hopefully we're going to be talking about a bunch of dragon stuff. Maybe how to train your dragon. Maybe uh, what'd you say? Dragon heart, dragon heart, maybe rain of fire. Maybe we'll create a dragon pole and see what people want. Ooh. Yeah. I like the idea of that. And then we'll put what's a fourth. So we'll put a fourth dragon movie on there and see what everybody wants. And then how to uh, train your dragon too. And then fucking gear up for House of the Dragon and, and Rings of Power. And hopefully we get the studio set up for some video content. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming. Um. Bye. <laughs>
Aaron B, Aaron K, Aaron L, Double A, Aaron A, Adam C, Adam H, Adam R, Aiden, Allison, Amanda, Andre, Andrew G, Andrew P, Andy, Annalise, Annie, RK Shenanigans, Ariana, Arcadia, Double R, Aaron A, Ashley Powers. Uh, let's thank Barb, Brandon, Brianna, Brenda, Brett, Brittany. Thank you, Cake, Caleb. Carlo, Carmelita, KCH, KCM, Katarina, Charlotte, Chloe, Chris, Cindy, Clay, Cody, Cynthia. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Damien, Danielle, David, DC Hart, Debbie. Thank you, E. Lopez. Thank you, Elizabeth, Enza, Erica, Irvin, Gavin, Georgia, Hannah, Heath, Irene. Thank you, Jadinklage, Jocelyn, uh, Jacob, Jade, Jake, James, Jared, Jeanette, Jen, Jenna, Jenny, Jennifer, Jess, Jess, Jesse. Uh, I hope that's Jesse and not just Jess. It's one of those Jessies with a J-E-S-S-E. Thank you, Jesse, whoever you are. Let me know which one it is. Uh, thank you, Jessica, Jillian B, Jillian L, Jimmy, Joel A, Joel D. Thank you to both John M's. There's two of them. Thank you, John T, John R, Jordan, Judy, Julia, Jungle, Kalisha, Candace, Kate, Katharina, Katie B, Katie M, Kayla, Carrie, Kevin, Kiki, Kimberly, Kristen, Kyle. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Lady Press, Lauren, Lee, Lisa, Max Squared, Marcelina, Marcus, Maria, Matt, Melina, Melissa, Mills, Michael, Michelle, Mike, Mindy, MJ, Manuk, <laughs> what? Monique? <laughs> that wasn't a name that I just said. Thank you, Monique. Uh, thank you, Nate, Neil, Nick, Nicole C. Thank you, other Nicole C. There's two Nicole C's. Uh, thank you, Orion, Paula, Patty, Phil, Philip, Rachel, uh, Rebecca, Reese, the Reed family, Rose, Ryan, Samantha, Sandra A, Sarah F, Sarah P, Savannah, Sean, Sean C, Sergio, Shannon, Shay, Shep, Stacy, Steph, Stephanie, Stephen the Fifth, Suzanne, Sydney, Tamara, Tara, Teresa, the Alex G, Tommy, uh, Thomas J, Thomas V, Thumbs, Toby, Tori, Trisha, Tyler, Will B, Will N, Yolanda, and Zach. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. We literally couldn't do this without you guys and expect a lot of cool content coming down the pipeline very soon this month, I imagine. Uh, you're definitely going to get a new um, a recording studio out of us here shortly uh, as I sit in the middle of my second guest bedroom with all shit lying on the floor and my wiener dogs just judging the hell out of me. But thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you Wednesday.